0: When you start your business, no one ever prepares you for what's in store. So finding someone else who just gets it is sometimes the thing that can keep you pushing toward that big business goal.
1: We're turning our Zoom coffee chats into a weekly unfiltered podcast for online business owners. They were so good, we always wanted to record them and repurpose them for content anyways. And that's on being a social media manager. I'm Jessica Sheehy. And I'm Madeline Digan. And this is Hashtag
0: Managed. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Managed. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to say a quick hello to Madeline and see what did you do last weekend? I feel like this is our new way to start the show and I'm loving it.
1: (laughs) Same, hello, hello. So this past weekend, Brennan and I actually started Masters of the Air, which is on Apple. TV, it's I'm kind of late to the game. I think it came out last year, but it's with Austin Butler, and I didn't know Austin Butler was in it. So when he, because I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, we're not the couple who watches the same thing. So when we could find something that we both like, it's 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 beautiful. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, can we watch an episode tonight? And oh, it's also officially tax season I live with a tax accountant and so if anybody out there listening is also married or dating an accountant I'm sending so much love so much love I'm your support you can dm me we can I I get it I get it trust me so anyways but I I feel like we're trying to find those little pockets of joy in his day and so masters of the air I'm sad though because there's only like four episodes and so we okay. watched two. So we're we're watching it sparingly. But where I was going with the Austin Butler thing, I didn't know he was in it. But we again remember the week, weekend before we watched the movie The Boys in the Boat, and one of the guys in that movie is in this show. And um, so we were he pressed play, and of course I first see Austin Butler, and I was like, Wait, Austin Butler's in this, and he's like. Yeah, he's like, isn't that Elvis? And I was like, yeah, but I also knew him from the Carrie Diaries. So if anybody watched the Carrie Diaries, like, yeah. again, yes, Sex and City is my comfort show, and like, ah, <laughs> uh, love him, love him. Yeah, the men in it, pretty handsome, pretty handsome. <laughs> not gonna lie, <laughs> well, I love but, that. I and, love that. You know, that. It's also a great show. Great show, though.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. And um, I'm always looking for good, like new recommendations. And you just reminded me because um, over the weekend, I don't know why, but Ryan and I are like deciding that we're kind of like, I don't want to say like redoing like our apartment and things like that, because really not redoing it. But we're honestly like Mm -hmm. buying those pieces of furniture that we were like, Oh, yeah, we'll get that months go by more months go by. We're like, Oh, yeah. And I feel like there's sometimes where I will just kind of move on and move past it and not buy those pieces of furniture. And so we bought a couple of pieces. And so we're organizing all of our books, which we have so many books, which I love in my dream home that I'll build in the future. I will have a floor to ceiling library room. That is a non-negotiable. Yes, that will happen. But Ryan has the Boys in the Boat book and he was like oh Madeline talked about that on the podcast which I was like wait a minute first of all you listen to the podcast so he's probably listening now and like laughing to himself um but he was like yeah I'm gonna like read the book now because Madeline saw the movie and so I'm like okay
1: I didn't even know it was a book but speaking of books um you'll like this one I need to know if you have read this one so I started listening to Jessica Simpson's memoir Did you read it? Have you listened to it? Not yet.
0: No, not yet.
1: Not yet. Are you loving it? I so yes and no. Yes, because she's just one of those like again. I feel like obviously Brittany and Christina like were you know like I you just feel for her because she does have a beautiful voice. It's the her voice. So she's reading it, and just in some parts, I'm just like, oh my god, Jessica, like what? are you are you sure you're sober like that is so bad of me to say but I'm just like girl what (laughs) okay love her I'm if for whatever reason somehow Jessica Simpson is listening to this podcast like again love it I'm halfway through um but again I like reading I love these memoir books to like get to know them and yeah it's been Mm -hmm. interesting once I'm done with it I'll report back but okay I've been I've been re-listening to her music as I was listening to it because I'm like oh my gosh she had some bots like she had some Mm -hmm. bots that I had forgotten about
0: I'm I'm definitely a Britney girl but I as a as a young girl I love Jessica Simpson solely on the reason that we shared a name like that was my number (laughs) one thing oh wait a minute Jessica Simpson is famous like I could be like, what is this? What does this mean? (laughs) So I I and I love her music. And you know, of course, she like went through so much like in like the public eye, but I will definitely like read that I like I said in a couple of previous episodes, I'm in my celebrity like memoir era. And I'm still finishing Glossy. It's It's been like a crazy week, so I really haven't been reading as much as I've intended mm-hmm. to, but it's okay. I'll get back on that wagon. But I really want to read um, John Stamos, his memoir. I want to read that one. And mm-hmm. I guess I guess we could put this under the celebrity memoir as well. But I really want to read, I think it just came out a couple of days ago, um, Tariq El Moussa's memoir, like, I, growing up, was a huge HGTV fan. So he was on the HGTV show Flip or Flop. And I loved any show that was like home renovation, like home design, even though I really don't think their design was as crazy. I feel like it was, they were flipping houses. So I feel like you probably just watched the same thing over and over. Um, But he had like a very crazy story. Um, And again, anytime there's like something, big happening, like in like the news or, you know, again, not to like up this or anything, but if they like, you know, like a, a breakdown or something like there's, there's so many sides to a story. And so anyway, I want to read it and just kind of hear everything that he has to say and um all of that. And so I love Selling Sunset. Well, I loved Selling Sunset. I didn't love the recent season. So full disclosure on that, if you guys love it. It's fine. I loved, I loved it when it first started when they were actually selling real estate and I could, you know, pick out my multi-million dollar mansions that I was going <laughs> to buy. But um, so I, I do like Heather. And so I, I, I kind of want to see like his full story like unfold from that. But I feel like with any celebrity memoir, I go into it with really low expectations versus going into another book because sometimes I just don't know if I'm really going to like like how they say things and how they tell stories because it is so different. But um, just two like memoirs, I'm just kind of dying to, to hear a little bit of glimpse about.
1: The John Stamos one is de- it's on my TBR list because like Uncle Jesse, like,
0: mm-hmm. again,
1: my sister's been listening to this too, which I find, is, which is awesome. But um, we were a full house, like Mary-Kate and Ashley again, mm-hmm. I could dedicate a whole entire podcast episode to how like their fashion mm-hmm. empire and all like again that doesn't get talked about enough in my opinion. Yeah. But anyways, okay. yes. Did the John you John Seamus
0: Ashley movies? Yes. I, oh there's my- so many yes. oh my gosh. The like way my, be- my- over books, I will do that about the Mary Kate Ashley movies. Yes. Like they're those were my childhood. <laughs>
1: No, but my best friend Allie and I, we, we always talk about the, this was a TikTok trend a while back, um, but it's, like, the dressing, like, Mary-Kate and Ashley, where it's, like, same, same, but different, like, that is such a thing, and I feel like in middle school, like, we would do that, where it'd be, like, same, same, so, like, now when her and I will go out, we literally will be, like, so same, same, but different, like, more, like the vibe, like, where it's, like, because, again, our... our fashion is very much the same but also very different because we have different body types so that's why we always joke where it's like same same but different and I'm just like I, what love, that? That.
0: I love that that's so good so good oh my gosh well um so much to catch up on. And I know, I know we're going to dive into some really, really cool things. And of course, big hint at the title of this episode, if that's what caught your eye to listen to it. We are going to talk about this super timely big game. And if you're not quite sure what we're talking about, we'll go into that. Uh, but first, we're going to dive into our segment. So to kick us off, we're going to start with our water cooler segment. So if you ever want to submit anything anonymously to us to read and Advise on join the hashtag manage collective on Facebook, it's a 100% free Facebook community. We would love to have you in there. And I think I'm pretty biased, but I think it's a really fun time in there. There's a lot of support and just really awesome chats happening with so many different social media managers in different industries and all of that. So, to kick us off, this water cooler said, This might be a bit of a dumb question. I'm gonna just sidebar here and say, There's no such thing as a dumb question at any mm-hmm. stage in business, and life, Um, but I'm seriously wondering if I'm doing it right. What do you consider as effective community engagement on Instagram? I mean, liking, commenting on other content for sure, but do you also engage with your followers and audience, like their content when it's not related with your company's niche? My client is a cafe in that case, do you rather go on the explore page, stories, search content through hashtags? Do you also follow people? How do you find new followers and grow the audience through engagement? Madeline, I'd love to hear your thoughts to kick us off.
1: I, I'm going to reiterate what you said. There is no such thing as a dumb question, especially since like I've actually gotten asked, or um, I've been asked this question quite a bit in the past couple of months. To the point where one of my friends even asked me. So she owns a um HR business. Like she she helps with resumes. So like again, very niche. But she's even asked me, she's like, she's asked me how do I engage? She was so curious where she's like, I kind of want to see how you engage. She's like, would you ever record yourself actually engaging? And I was like, that's actually not a bad idea, but I was I was like, I kind of get jump all over the place, you know, but with that being said, um, how, like, this is a cafe, like, oh, there's so many opportunities, like ways you can go about this. But I feel like I have a really good example that happened to me this past week, actually. So this past week, Mega Babe, which is deodorant, um, They're famous for like the chafing, um, I'm saying I'm a lot, and also like I'm losing my train of thought. But that's what they're known for. Look it up. Mega Babe is a super awesome company. But they, um, so they posted this reel, and it was actually the social media manager who her niece found out that she did Mega Babe's social media, and so the niece wanted to be on their Instagram, and so she's probably Jen Alpha. She looked middle school age, and so it was definitely like a spoof. Um, is that the right word? Spoof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. Harmony's gonna have a lot of editing to do in this episode. So sorry. <laughs> uh, but a spoof, and the girl, you know, she's go. They're going around. They walk into Target, and she finds the mega babe, and she's like, "I'm gonna talk about deodorant because." not talking about this is so 1900s and I laughed because I knew like the millennial we all know she's talking about the 90s and I so I commented even I was like I'm dead knowing at the fact that she's referring to the 90s and it it got the most likes on this this reel and even the creator and co or The creator and founder of it, she commented as well. And right now, if you guys were to actually go to that Make a Babe post, you'll see my comment at the very top and the founders like underneath mine. So I'm kind of like, oh, that's cool. But where I'm going with this is like that is a great way. This is one of my favorite ways to engage it. Because you've really started to see on TikTok where more and more brand, it's kind of like the Twitter. Like, that's why I think TikTok has had so much success is because it's there. The comment section is a mixture of Twitter and Reddit, you know, where it's just like people are upping it. So again, that is a way for your brand voice to shine is in these comment sections. So for instance, for this cafe, you know, I don't know what the cafe vibe is. But uh, what I would suggest to you and anybody listening is, you know, go to your followers, like see who's following you and then go look at their followers. What accounts are they following? What other brands are they following? Because chances are that's just Mm -hmm. helping you get closer to knowing your actual target audience. Like, are they hipsters, you know, where they shop at Urban Outfitters? Also, I don't know if that's dating me, if if hipsters still shop at Urban Outfitters, but like I... I'm clearly like, you know, <laughs> but like, for I'm me, from the 1900s. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yes. And so like, for me, if somebody were targeting me, I could tell you right now, and maybe I, I actually I feel like I'm speaking for both Jessica and I, we are In the 25 to 30-year range, we both love home decor. So I'm going to guess, Jessica, you follow anthropology. Like, again, because we're that aspiring, like, personally, like, anthropology is what I want my entire home to, like, look like and smell like. So also Pura, like, where it's, like, the volcano, you know, where it's, like, I could seriously tell you literally now watch. I'm going to get all these ads. That's one way. So, you know, like that's a one of my favorite ways to engage. And then, yeah, so I'm going back and like rereading this, but I would definitely say like the comment section and just really understanding your cat, the cafe's voice, brand voice to then add to those comment sections and have fun with it, you know, where maybe it's not humorous, so you can't add humor, but I'm trying to think of a good example right now, but those are my thoughts.
0: Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good example. And I love that I I went through because you shared the the mega babes reel that your comment I love seeing that at the very top so of course I engage with it because I'm like yes we're gonna (laughs) keep this in the top spot (laughs) it's in competition now but um I think that's such a great way to it's so natural it's I mean it's authentic in terms of just kind of how you are like relating to that content and then all of the people who are in mega babes audience for example are going to see that Come over and be like, oh, okay, that's a really good comment. I know I do that for every major comment that I see get a lot of engagement. Sometimes that's how I found I find accounts, I find creators, influencers, because mm-hmm. you can really share a lot. You know, it's it's kind of like, um, you know, so many brands did it really well on Twitter, but it's like Duolingo um, on TikTok. I mean, they. Yeah are there in in every aspect and I have to say I really love when brands are active in comments because okay we know you're big brands you have huge advertising budgets which we'll get to in a little bit (laughs) later in the episode but um you know I want to hear the like opinions and the thoughts around those brands I want to see you interact with that you know even if it's something as simple as um I'm trying to think who does a really good job of that. I know like, for example, we talked about this a few episodes ago, but like Stanley is like owning Mm -hmm. the market share Mm -hmm. in water bottles right now. And I know that, you know, there's so much talk around Stanley and things like that. So for example, your your product might not be as big as Stanley. I mean, of course, I think that's now like our new benchmark goal that we're all striving <laughs> for, um, which is so funny, just because of the Stanley company. Um, but you know, think about the, like how easy it is to like, place like, product placement, like how easy is it to place product like your Stanley Cup in influencers? Think about your comment in that same way. It doesn't have to, you don't have to sit there and think for hours about, okay, I need to write the funniest thing or the wittiest thing. Literally whatever thought that maybe yeah. popped into your first, which is probably what popped into Madeline's head, like place that comment strategically on posts and people will see it because there is something to be said about those metrics that you can't track on social media that sometimes play the biggest role. So obviously, people are liking Madeline's comment here and might like your comment in the future. But just think about all that like foot traffic that sees those comments. It really does play a huge role. Like all all the time, I I get connected to so many people just through that. Even people will tell me like, oh, I heard about you through so and so and I start to think to myself, I don't actually know that person, but I like connected to them on social media. But how cool is that connection, right? Like, okay, did you see a comment? Did you see a post? Did they share it to their story? So the small engagement really can go a long way because it will get seen by other people.
1: And I actually just saw, um, it was funny cause so this happened to me earlier in the week and then I saw another social media or maybe she's not a social media manager, but a content creator. No, I think she's a social media manager. Can't remember her name now that I'm thinking about it, but she made a post literally about this, how, um, engagement, like community engagement is one of the most slept on slash not talked about, like, or... I don't want to say this, in a package, you know, like, I feel, again, I feel like we, I'm speaking for myself, I don't talk about this enough. So I'm I'm kind of glad we're talking about this right now on the podcast, because it's seriously like, this type of engagement is literally what Jessica just said, will help drive a lot more engagement, growth, all those things. And if you're not if this is not included in your pack like to me i'm like this should be sorry i'm getting excited here <laughs> like stumbling <laughs> no, over my no words i love it <laughs> but i feel like cuz i think I, right now i'm having this realization to myself where it's like i honestly just need to market this type of package separately because and don't and not market it as a low ball thing like this is huge like to me i'm like let's stop because I'm telling you guys right now, like, this package, like, if I were to just do community engagement in the past, I probably would have charged, like, $500, and I actually think I saw that in the Facebook group, and to, if I'm being honest, no, like, you guys, mm-hmm. like, we need to actually, that should be a four-digit number, in my opinion. Yeah. I know yeah, I'm just I... one person, but, like, seriously, that like, that, like, we are, as social media managers, our mental health, and us being online, like, and actually, like, engaging, no, ma'am, like, let's go. It's 2024. Yeah. Abundance is our thing, is our word. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think an- another point to Madeline, you brought up such a great point with having that not be an add-on and like a low, let's yes. kind of slide this in or an entry-level thing. It is such a huge thing to build a community. And I think a lot of brands miss out on this because to me, community management is it's inbound and outbound engagement. It's what's coming in, nurturing those people. And it's putting a lot out to grow, increase your reach to, you know, kind of expand the amount of people that you're reaching on that particular platform. But it can also be super powerful. And I think sometimes it gets mislabeled. But I think maybe Madeline and I stand on the same point with this. It gets mislabeled as lead generation. And I think mm-hmm, lead generation mm-hmm. on social media, in my opinion, is engagement. There's really mm-hmm. no other way that you can go about it. So that's where I think that that higher pricing needs to go into effect because you're building relationships with, um, with people or putting comments out there that are going to be seen by people who are either going to be the clients or customers of your client. And that's a big deal that's going to increase their sales, increase their revenue. So that shouldn't be a service that's downplayed at all.
1: And this is going to once we get to the on on my feed, I think my like what was on my feed is actually going to tie into this because comments can mm-hmm. go viral. So mm-hmm.
0: yes. Yeah, I love oh, this.
1: I, I love this. I love that.
0: I love that. Okay, let's segue into our next segment, show me the numbers. So this, I think really plays into what we shared last week, because we pulled from Later's report on the best time to post. And we talked through that a lot um, in previous episodes. So definitely listen to that. I'm leaning towards our friends at Later for another report that they shared, because of course, they have so much data, they go through it, they create great resources. But I think this really goes hand in hand with the conversations that we've had. So they shared data around how often you should post on your Instagram feed. So this does not include stories. This doesn't include like time spent, you know, community management and engagement, anything like that. So I'm going to read kind of this data um really quickly. They shared three different posting frequencies. So they said, if you're a nano account, Later's putting that as zero to 10,000 followers, that you should post an average of two feed posts per week. So keep in mind that can mean a lot of different things. This is an average, so that could vary from week to week. And also keep in mind that on the feed means um you know graphics, photos, carousels, it's also including reels as well. So kind of keep that in mind for this data. The next tier are micro accounts. These are 10,000 to 100,000 followers. They should post an average of three feed posts per week and then finally they shared the data that mid accounts which which i think that's a really interesting name and i don't know if i've ever heard that before i that no, are, I am same yeah they are a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand followers so immediately i'm like i wouldn't label it that but that's okay they share that you should post an average of five feed posts per week um so before I kind of like pass it over to Madeline, because I'm dying to know um, what Madeline has to say about this, is they share, you know, of course, this is again, like from the best times to post, this is data that they pull from 19 million users. They're analyzing so much content, so many industries. Of course, then you think about, okay, there's a lot of content, but What's the quality of the content? That's going to probably really skew the data here as well um, into a a few different things. So I think, you know, keeping in mind when it comes to the amount of times to post, we don't have to follow this to a T. I think this is a really good minimum of posts, in my opinion, for all of these sizes. I, I really don't think you should do anything less. But again, I think it's a minimum. Uh, Madeline, would you add anything to that?
1: No, I agree. I honestly, when I read this too, I was, it felt like a sigh of relief because I know when I first started out in this, like you, I had the clients who were like, we have to post every day, two times a day, yada, yada, yada. and. I feel like there wasn't enough data out there for me to tell them like, no, that's not the case, you know, where it's like, yes and no. And like mm-hmm. you said, this is definitely a minimum. I also think, you know, you need to take into consider just like we talked about last week, like last week with the times, we talked about your target audience. I think with this, again, I know that they're talking about the counts in terms of nano, micro, and mid, I would also say industry, you know, so for instance, like a boutique. Yeah, that is going to be a type of client who should be posting, in my opinion, two, two to three times a day, you know, because like, just you're getting new inventory in all that stuff. But I hope this is also kind of that sigh of relief, honestly, for somebody like me, who I'm just like, When you're, like, take this, again, the social media managers out there who are, like, oh, my God, I haven't posted to my account in, like, a week. Girl, you're (laughs) fine. You're good. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, where it's, like, because you – give yourself grace. Yes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I completely agree. You know, every industry is going to have different content to share. I also realize that they do – pull out the amount of stories to share, which I'm like, wait, why did I not scroll down to the end of this report earlier when I shared this with Madeline? Um, Okay, and that's on always scrolling down to the bottom of something. Um, But this is interesting. So I wanted to share this as well. So they share the average posting frequency for these size accounts for stories. So again, keep in mind, this is Instagram data. This is from later, they analyzed so much data over the past year in 2023. So for nano accounts, again, that's zero to 10, 1000 followers they said to share an average of 3 stories per week. I'm going to keep going through the data and then of course we'll we'll dive into it. On average, micro accounts, 10,000 to 100,000 followers should share an average of 4 stories per week. Bear with me. On average, mid accounts from 100,000 to 500,000 followers should share an average of 15 stories per week. So I think this really dives into my thought and the way I'm reading this. I truly think that this is like to them, one story is literally one story. I don't think they're saying the fact that in my mind, a story, I call it a story set. It's multiple stories. Like I mm-hmm. need to get a, multiple slides out to get um, my point across. If I'm doing a talking video, There's no way I'm fitting it in one talking video. I'm going to keep posting because I'm probably going to do like three or four because (laughs) I am a babbler. So, to me, but that's one story. So, that is not how it's pulling it. This is pulling it as one story that you're uploading. So, three, four, and 15 to me, one, wild how skewed that is Mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. nano to mid. And also, I really think take this with a grain of salt and take it with the same thought process around what we said about feed content with industry you know quality and that could mean more and that could mean less as well what do you think Madeline
1: this is one I actually like my heart is like no I don't know like to me I think it should say three stories per day four stories per day 15 per day yeah just because like again we're I feel like so many people are in your stories, you know, like where I understand the lesser number in the feed, because I I personally feel like not as many people are spending as much time in feeds, like they're spending time on the Mm -hmm. reels, you need a beginning, middle and end. So doing Mm -hmm. that with one story? No, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, how are you going to really hook, hook, line and sink into whatever call to action in one story It's going to be super, super limited. And so I think with that, you know, that data is super skewed, and it's really small. And so, you know, post, post more stories, you know, I don't think any of us even listening here are thinking, okay, I'm going to post like a ton of stories, but I might be a little, like, And the difference here, because I like tapping through and watching a lot of stories. I recently saw a few creators that I follow. They did like polls. They were like, do you like to keep tapping and seeing like a bunch of stories? I'm like, yes, give me the content. Like I- I want the content like I think if you're posting it in a story, I think there really is a great reason for that. Um, I also think the other thing with stories and again, this is going to be so dependent on the type of business you run or the type of business that your clients are running. There is such a difference in the type of content that does well in stories. And Mm -hmm. I think that being said, you can get away with posting more because that's your like warmer audience who are super engaged and want to hear from you and like connect with you and could possibly like convert more than the feed content, which of course serves its own purpose. But you have a little bit more like wiggle room with stories. So that data was really interesting.
1: Yeah, I agree with everything you just said, especially the tapping part, because I've found... So one piece of content that I, I feel like I always copy paste, I copy myself is the this or that, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like this or that self care version or edition. People love it because they're fascinated. And I honestly love trying to come up with new ways. One that again, if you listeners want to like take this, take it, run with it is um, doing a series where it's like, you can only choose one. So it's like, Let's say it's the beauty industry mm-hmm. where it's like mani, massage, facial, uh, pedicure or something like that, you know, where it's like people are, again, where it's like that making it relate to your industry, but people mm-hmm. have fun, like they have in, that in unpopular opinions. Personally, I mm-hmm. get so much engaged. People love sharing their unpopular opinions. Like people are mm-hmm. here for it. And when they can do it anonymously, they're like, Yes, Anonymous, anonymously in the sense of obviously they know the social media manager is going to see mm-hmm. it, and also which I find funny because I actually um, did one pull or whatever, and I actually had a past client like reveal something to me, and she's like, "Isn't it fun? Like knowing that you're the person we reveal our secrets to." And I was like, "I've never thought about it that way, but yes, I love that mm-hmm. for me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, I love that no, for
1: that- me." I love
0: that. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> I, I love the this or that, the polls. Anything t- to me, I'm like, any any way I can like gamify stories, I'm going to do it in like a really fun way. I think you can run it. One, it's a great place to do it for, you know, current events, things that are happening because mm-hmm. they are happening really soon. Like we're in award season. So that's popping up really quickly. You want to kind of capitalize on that. You know, it's, it's kind of like gives the vibes of, you know, like, live tweeting during like, yes, season in the past or like, you know, premieres of shows or anything like that. Like, it's kind of along the same lines of that. And I think that's what makes stories really engaging. So I think that's like a great like story for anyone to take for any industry.
1: Yep. Yep. I love that. Um,
0: I love that. Okay, well, moving on to our next segment on my feed. I wanted to share something that I actually saw this a couple of weeks ago, but it's been in the top of my mind because I think this is something that is one so top of mind for social media managers. It's not directly related to like the work that we're doing. we are probably pulling it in for a lot of content we're creating. And, you know, we're probably always asking our clients if we have it. And it's always so interesting to, to me as a consumer to read reviews of different places. So this story headline is why Divi and so Divi is a hair serum company started by Danny Austin, who is an influencer, um, OG beauty YouTuber. I um, think believe she had a podcast. I don't know if she's still a podcaster, Um, huge TikToker, Instagram following. And she created this product called Divi. And she worked with people who gave negative reviews of the product to launch new products for the company. And so a little bit of a backstory is she Of course, if you haven't heard from her, definitely go look up her story. I'm sure there's probably a lot of uh, like brand story elements on the Divi website itself. But she needed the product in terms of her own hair loss journey. And so she created and formulated Divi to really like meet her needs. And she's really done a lot of things with the product. I also think like a subheading here too is how fascinating it is that influencers always do this. And I think more and more content creators are doing this as well. But it's the influencer content creator to product business CEO pipeline. (laughs) That is so fascinating to me. I love this. Like (laughs) in a few years when this is a college course, please invite like Madeline and I to it because I need both of us. I need I need to hear all of the data around this. It's it's so interesting. It's so smart. Like, the business mind inside of me is, like, geeks out over it every time I see it. Like, I absolutely love it. Like, I – one influencer, I guess, YouTuber that I always followed, because, again, YouTube is one of my favorite platforms, was Emma Chamberlain. So, Chamberlain Coffee, yes. I was like, yes, mm. love it, and all of the different things that came from that. And so – I think that's interesting in and of itself. I think that really plays a big role. Again, tying into the like importance and market share that influencers and content creators have that, yeah, I mean, there might have been like past hero serums that Danny Austin worked with. And, Um, was like an affiliate of, and now here she is with her own. So again, it really shows, I think, that importance to like us or our clients' businesses that we need influencers and UGC creators. It really goes a long way. But I think, you know, the fact of taking negative reviews, to me, I don't think there's anything wrong with a negative review, because I think if you see it, if you take over a new client for an account, I know I've done this, I've had this experience in the past, or they've had negative reviews. It's all about how you mediate that issue. You either do or you don't. And your audience or potential customers or clients are already making assumptions in their head. So I know for me, when I travel somewhere, I typically stick to like the same hotel chain. But of course, there's, you know, so many brands in that portfolio. And so I'm always reading reviews, because. I'm sorry. When I travel, I'm super picky about where I stay. I'm a homebody. So like I need it to be like up (laughs) to what I think are going to be like my homely standards. And so I read through so many reviews. And if I see the hotel owner or the manager replying with a mass copy and pasted message that is so filled with corporate and legal jargon, I'm out. Like to Mm -hmm. me, I want to know that those issues were fixed. And I know people leave reviews if they are passionate in one way or another, in a positive way or in a negative way, which is really great when it happens. Um, but it's all about how we respond. So I wanted to share this because I thought it was so awesome that Danny Austin is using these negative reviews of the products to create new products for her audience to one, increase their lifetime value, but also probably win them back as customers of the brand, which I think not a lot of businesses, like, we're always so focused on how do we get new business? Like, let's
1: focus on the repeat business. Do you agree, Madeline? Yes, yes. And a similar, like, I just, I really applaud businesses who don't run away from the negative reviews, because to me, that's your learning experience. Like, Learning experience, (laughs) you know? And I'm, after like reading this, just a few other companies, one that I can think of right now is back home in Indiana. It's one of the best brunch places. Again, if you guys are ever in Indy, it's called Padachu. And what they did is seriously, like this, they only have like one one star review, like because again, and it's sometimes, sometimes those negative reviews are just from like, a petty person. Well, what they mm-hmm. did is um, in the past, they took that review and put it on a shirt, which I think is hilarious. I can't remember what the shirt said, but you know, mm-hmm. just like that positive spin and just like having fun with it. Because I think those type of things also speak to your brand voice as well, or your branding in general. And mm-hmm. again, creating products, taking these negative reviews, that speaks volumes to me as a consumer where they're actually taking those reviews seriously and not like you said, Jessica, just copy pasting an answer, mm-hmm. which ugh, cringe. I hate seeing that. And yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's all it, it really for me, it really speaks to how the company like runs. So, you know, for example, I recently moved. And so I am actually going to go tomorrow to get my hair cut and I'm so picky mm-hmm. about my hair and which is so funny because for the longest time I wasn't but you know when you find you find your girl you find oh. your girl and so you know- yes <laughs> yeah I'm I'm, I'm preaching yes. to the choir here the Madeline but um so anyways but but i had you know a girl doing my hair for so long and she actually left the industry like entirely like she left to go into like weddings which she actually did my wedding hair and makeup um which was which was fun because then she like really left the beauty industry i don't know maybe she'll be back um really, really great at blonde, which, you know, makes a huge difference, mm-hmm. especially with um, the kind of care that it needs. And so then when she left the industry, she referred um, a couple of her what I like to think maybe favorite clients to her mom, who was also really great with blonde. Um, So I had been going to her. And so anyway, I recently moved and I don't have any trips like planned to go back home. And I'm kind of at that point where I'm like in the middle of January and you know, it's the winter and you know, when you just like, you're like, okay, my life feels like a mess. Maybe I just really need a self tan and like take some vitamins and then like, I'm going like, to do an everything shower and then I'm going to be okay. So I'm doing all of that. And I'm like, wait, I also just think I really need a haircut to like, you know, get my personality back. Like that's, yeah. that's what I think I need. And so anyway, I probably annoyed ryan so much this weekend because i am like doing my research of course i'm reading so many reviews right yeah. of all these places and you know of course if you're ever talking to a guy no offense maybe maybe some guys listening here are really great with <laughs> with booking their appointments but my husband is not so nope. he's like can you just go here to this hair salon i'm like you don't even get it this months needs to go into <laughs> this to- you know, and then I have to mentally prepare for the appointment. Um, but no, so I did, I did my research. And I saw a lot of really great reviews. I saw a lot of not so great reviews, which again, I do take with a grain of salt, because I as someone who like has worked in salons and spas, I know mm-hmm. that sometimes it really has nothing to do with that service provider. You know, again, it's all about the experience. But I want to see the the customer service response, which social media plays such a big role in customer service that I really don't know if a lot of brands remember that right now. I think in 2024, we can really shift back into that mode, but we really need to up customer service up in-store, online, on social media, but I think it really needs to happen. So anyway, this is such an awesome story just to kind of take and read. And if you guys, you know, look up, uh, you know, Divi founder, Danny Austin, negative reviews, you'll definitely find this story if you want to kind of read more.
1: And piggybacking off of that though, about customer service in the salon industry, actually, I have to, this is a side note, Building on what you just said, not going home. So actually I'm at the point where I'm actually going to go back to my hometown hairstylist because I've tried a lot here in Charleston, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. The customer service just hasn't been it it just hasn't been it and shout out to my girl Kimber who she knows she knows where I'm like if we ever make it big you're you're my glam squad boo you're my glam squad and also she's done an amazing also shout out to Tone Studio or Tone Salon in Fortville Indiana because she you guys she spoiled me She spoiled me and I think that's all she ruined me because like, again, like my standards are here. Like my standards are up here if you're watching like here. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just like, you've ruined me. But picking back, picking backing off of the whole customer service, what was on my feed this week was it was a TikTok. And it was a guy who worked for Nordstrom's and he just he was going on a rant and again, I'm going to be better about posting to our actual hashtag managed Instagram next week, guys. I promise you. So like get ready for that. Like we we are going to be engaging with you guys on that Instagram. <laughs> so be sure to follow us at hashtag managed, uh, not hashtag. We'll obviously follow hashtag managed collective, but like, again, follow the podcast as well because we're going to, we're yep. going to ramp it up. But anyways, he goes on to talk about how Nordstrom customer service, like that is, And I want Jessica to speak here because I didn't know this. I sent this to her and I discovered that she worked for Nordstrom's and I was like, hold the phone, what? So anyways, he goes on and just is talking about how Nordstrom customer service, like that is what they built their empire on. And he was, he went on to say, you know, how boutiques now, like boutiques are where it's at because like right now the buyers, even at Nordstrom's, like it's not it. It's And honestly, the past – so here in Charleston, we don't have a Nordstrom back home in Indiana. We do. It's been great for my bank account, even though I can obviously go online. I'm still such a – like, I grew up going into boutiques with my mom, and I've always been a boutique girl. But obviously, I love Nordstroms. Like, again, because, like, I still recall those experiences going into Nordstrom, like, as a teenager, you know, and it's just like – they had the brands that I wanted. They had like, they just made you feel like the it mm-hmm. girl. And he, I think he even says that in the, in this TikTok. And mm-hmm. one of my best friends, again, she worked at Nordstrom too. And the past couple of weeks, she's told me that she's had really bad customer service going into Nordstrom's when trying to return something And Uh she's just, like, she laughs because she's, like, she'll voice message me and she'll be, like, get this. And she'll, like, tell me it. And she's, like, the audacity because she's, like, I'm laughing at these people because she's, like, I was in customer service. Who, like, what Mm -hmm. happened? And we all, her and I will also talk about how Drybar, you guys, I want, like, uh, Drybar bar. I used to have extensions, and, like, Dry Bar was, is amazing or was amazing because it's, like, seriously, if you've ever had extensions, you get it. Like, you don't have to wash your hair as much. And, like, so by having that membership, you would go in and, like, you felt, you left feeling like a queen. They, they're, they like, can we offer you a mimosa? you want some champagne? Rosé? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you guys, the past three experiences that I've gone into Dry Bar, they've all been at different locations. One was in Chicago when I went to t- see Taylor Swift. I went back home to Indiana, and then I've been to the one here in Charleston, and it has not been it. Like, each time I have left so disappointed because the end product – because, again, as women, and not just as women, like, in general, people – like, we want to feel like we are getting time back, and and I think this speaks volumes for the beauty industry. This is why I always tell Brennan, again, our husbands, where it's just like, you have to be high-maintenance to be low-maintenance, where the whole lived – where it's like, seriously – that is a mm-hmm. thing. Look at yeah. <laughs> if Brendan is looking or listening to this, I doubt he is. But you know, we want time back. So, like, why I've always loved dry bars because you can go in there, you answer your emails while you're literally like there washing your hair. And again, in your girl math being like, oh my gosh, amazing! I get more time back in my day because I and I now don't have to wash my hair. For like five days, you know, you're just going to throw that dry shampoo on. But when I'm telling you the past couple of times, the end product, I've just been like so disappointed. I'm like, are you, I just paid how much for this? Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, so that, that, yeah that was in my feed. And I want to circle back to that. But one other thing that was in my feed this week, and I feel like it is worth mentioning because of what we were talking about earlier in the episode about comments and engagement is the elmo. If you guys haven't seen one of my followers, um Bree, so shout out to you Bree too for like tagging me cuz I hadn't I hadn't seen it until she tagged me in it. So I also I love mm-hmm. when you guys tag like and I know I'm probably speaking for Jessica and I too. Like mm-hmm. if you guys ever see something like, tag us. Like I want to see what's in your feed too because it it might not be on my feed or our feed. So anyways, yeah. Elmo Elmo tweeted. I don't but like it was on X what so mm-hmm. what is the correct terminology now i don't i don't know I don't,
0: i'm not really sure what verbiage we're using i feel like people are still saying like tweets but tweets i'm like wait I, yeah I, I i thought no so i don't know i don't think twitter knows what's going
1: on with that okay <laughs> okay so anyways elmo we're just going to say tweeted. Elmo mm-hmm. is just checking in. How is everybody doing? And you guys, the comment section. So this just goes to show that comments can go viral as well. People mm-hmm. like it. it's at 201.1 million views right now. There's oh 18,000 saves, 142,000 likes, 56,000 re, like re, re Retweeted? Is that what we're mm-hmm. <laughs> like? Okay, yeah. I don't know the correct terminology. And in uh, yes. seventeen thousand people have commented on it. So mm-hmm. I don't know if we want to circle. If you want to circle back to the North term or if you want me to read a few of the Elmo ones, but yeah. I, I know that was probably like a lot. I just threw out at everybody. Whoa, nothing, but
0: <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's start with Let's start with the Elmo. Let's read like Okay, what's a few? Okay, really good. Well, we're okay still, like so
1: okay yep so like the first one that I'm seeing right now is uh Chipotle craving a burrito what's Elmo's chipotle order again fun like oh. if Elmo I didn't there's 41 wow. comments on it like even that so that that tweet has 41 comments 20 re, retweets yada 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 mm-hmm. oh, I loved Oreo. the comment yep. yep yep Oreos is my favorite right now ran out of milk do the math. <laughs> love love Total it good. um and a, just a lot of people were like not well elmo um mm-hmm. Domino's, it looks like so they did it with a picture and it looks like everything's on fire and they go totally fine but like clearly in the picture not every nothing's fine um let's see what else what else paddington you know the little bear mm-hmm. yeah yeah hang on he goes dear elmo it was kind of you to check in on me or in on all your friends this week. I have been busy making a lot of mar- uh, marmalade. How are you doing? Again, that's <laughs> so funny that it's just like that movie mm-hmm. and the fact that the fact that even Paddington has a Twitter, like or an X, like interesting. I know,
0: I love that. I know, um, I love that. A fun social media role,
1: right, Duncan? I could honestly use a nice coffee again. Mm-hmm. Smart. Um, yep. Calm. This is a good one. Calm Um, did deep breath over here. Elmo again with using one of their gifts that they made. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll keep looking. But yeah, I just I think this it's these type of opportunities that to me, I'm like these not only are the can a big brand shine, but your small business can shine too. like if you hop on it at the right moment. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. If you just do that response that's so unique to your brand or the account that you're managing for your client, and, you know, leaving that comment that, again, is so genuine and authentic. And it doesn't need to, you know, be the wittiest or the funniest, because I think all of those together are all really strong, but they're all so simple. So I think that's what really works well with comments, engagements, kind of jumping on trends, to be honest. I think sometimes, We don't always have to jump on a trend and make something spectacular. It doesn't have to reinvent the trend. We can just share and add our own take to it, um, which I think is really, really fun. Um, So I love that. I think the way that people have responded and I've seen people take like, you know, a picture of Elmo or like something and turn it into like some other like meme as well, which I think is so fun because it's kind of one of those memes that's like evolving. I think sometimes a meme goes doesn't go too far, but it just kind of builds, like, on itself. Yes. And then it just really grows into this whole thing. It's kind of like one big inside joke that, you know, maybe at first it's only the social media managers who know,
1: like, no, what's so, going on. In the group. Yeah. Uh, so, the, I s- actually sent this one to our group message, Harmony Uranize, and mm-hmm. um it, the... It was from a social media, it was from the agency probs, like if anybody follows that Instagram, and it's the picture of Elmo, and it goes Elmo's social media manager right now, where it's like that social media manager probably was like, oh, oh, I did not, I was not expecting this to blow up at like, again, a lot of us, I feel like we've all been there as like, oh, I was simply just asking. (laughs) It wasn't expecting this, but okay.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. No, it's so so good. Such a fun such a fun meme too. I love when we like live in these moments of, you know, like memeable moments that we'll think back to like, yeah. you know, in the future.
1: At maybe the that's just
0: the- I that. social maybe media like
1: it. one of our one of our last episodes of this year where it's like reminiscing on all like the trending the trends mm-hmm. for the year. This will like let's put a bookmark in this one.
0: Yeah. Okay, we need like the Every social media platform needs a wrap for, like, what were most memeable moments and what really stuck out, you know, and who had the best responses. It's, it's probably Oreo. It's probably Wendy's. You know, it's probably like all of these uh, companies that are always kind of jumping on that. But no, so so good. And I know, I know, we were talking about Nordstrom and Dry Bar and just kind of the whole like experience for that, which. To me, it's crazy because like Madeline mentioned, I worked at Nordstrom many, many, many years ago and the onboarding process was very thorough and a big part of even the interview process because it was a little extensive of an interview process. It was for a store that was opening, so it was kind of like a long period of time. It was really cool to like be a part of the team to like open the store and it was a lot of like hard work, if I'm being honest. <laughs> it was a lot of things mm-hmm. that went into it. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool to see, like, just how you know the operations worked and how the back end of things worked. But they really drove in one of their brand values, being the customer, and how it was such a big deal. I mean, there used to be a time where you could go shop at Nordstrom, you could walk in at 9pm, maybe they close at 930. And you're like, hey, I got invited to a wedding last minute, can you help me find a dress or style me for the weekend? And like, they would keep the store open for you through hours and hours. And it used to be a store policy to where they would never ask the customer to leave or say, hey, we're closed. Like, and there's been times, and even I remember my managers that I worked under, they were like, Yeah, I've been in a store once, and we were open till 1 2 a.m. Someone was buying. So it was like we were there serving for that cause. We were not closing down. And I think that's just so interesting because it's not something that is being offered. And I know when I was working, that was kind of where you know, retail started really taking the big hit and it was, you know, they were closing down stores and really shifting. I know they tried a couple of like experienced stores, I think maybe in like LA and California where mm-hmm. you could essentially like order online, go in at the store and pick up and try on. So I think it was trying to pull from their services that they used to be really great at. You know, they offer free alterations, free tailoring, um, you know, like gift their wrapping, return like- policy.
1: Yes. Like there yes. was that one oh, okay. that one always that one always blew my mind. I will never yes. forget. Again, I think my mom like I'm trying to remember, but she re- literally returned something that I can't like but it was years, like years and years, but it, maybe again she yep. didn't wear it, but like they took it. They were like, "Yep." And I, that blew my mind. I was like, "That's mm-hmm. kind of awesome," but I was just like, "Whoa." Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so Madeline and I were messaging about this. And so, and I don't know if I shared this in a message, but I recently went in uh, with Ryan to return something. And it was something that was a gift that my mom had bought him for Christmas. And which is so funny because my mom keeps all of the receipts. She just couldn't find a receipt or gift receipt, which just was interesting because she always has them. Mm -hmm. Also, I, For some reason, she didn't buy it on her Nordstrom account, which I felt like was weird. I was like, hey, that's so random, too. And then I'm like, well, maybe it's under mine. It wasn't. It wasn't under either. And so that was interesting. And so, you know, we're just talking like really all we needed to do was exchange it. It just needed to go Mm -hmm. to a different size and not a complicated thing. And so I remember as soon as we walked up to the line and so they really switched things around. And now it's just like an order pickup. Like, that's the way they, like, they kind of rebranded customer service. And so it's Mm order pickup. And I remember we step in line, I think someone stepped in line in front of us and someone was behind us. So the line was, it was a little full when, once we got there and immediately the two workers that were there were like, um, you know, you could go to any like kiosk around the store. And I, and I look at Ryan, I'm like, we just we actually just came from the men's department they told us to come here and i'm like because they couldn't do that type of return at their computer which one i'm like that's probably not true but uh-huh, okay uh-huh. I'm- it's fine it's not that yeah. big of a deal like i'm more than happy to go to a different department you know again we're just running errands like it's not yeah. like an inconvenience for for us and so we're doing that and so we we get up to the you know the person who's helping us and We're like asking them, you know, we're telling them what happened and how we just came from this department. They said that, you know, we come down here, you'd be more than happy to help us. And it was one of those things where I just didn't know if they didn't know how to do the return or if they didn't want to do the return i think it was a little bit of both and so like i never want to be that like rude person of oh i used to work here let me show you like how to do it you know like you <laughs> know it's like okay wait hold on i'm not a part of the company anymore but genuinely i just want to like help and so they know how to do it cuz i know there's nothing more frustrating than when you like start a new job and you don't know the like processes and you know you always have that one customer that's like you know, work faster or do this differently. So I really did mean it. Like, you know, I was telling Ryan, I'm like, I mean it in a really good way. But it was, it finally happened. And we eventually like they, you know, did the exchange. And so they didn't have it in store, which was the big holdup for us anyway. And so they had to ship it to us. And it was just this, whole thing we eventually got in so that was good it's now like settled now and it's funny though because and and maybe because I've been like a longtime customer like even before I worked there and by working there and then even after I feel like it's still kind of is still instilled in me but I'm still going to be a Nordstrom customer it's one of those things that I I love to go there for the experience I love to shop for gifts one of my I'm from Tampa and so I don't live there now but It's so funny. It's so nostalgic to me to go to the Tampa store. That's the one that I worked at. But to go there, it's just this thing. I I, I like to go there. It's, you know it's Tampa. So there's like palm trees on the entrance and walking in, I know where everything is, is in the store and it's yep. big and it's open and it's airy. And you know, there's a Brazil restaurant in there, which when that I was awesome. there, he's like, wait, why are we going to a restaurant in the back of a Nordstrom? I'm like, you'll get it in a minute. Hold on. <laughs> so it's one of those things that the experience is always so important to me. And so no, I think that's, so unfortunate where sometimes i think brands lie like even a, like an online or social experience like yes. it doesn't have mm-hmm.
1: to no but i feel that i feel that way about the chicago nordstrom i would go there like <laughs> on because it's on michigan mile the michigan mile and I had a lot of classes downtown. And when I just needed, like, if I was just having a bad day, I would. I Nordstrom felt like home, so I'm with you. I will always be a Nordy girl. But he, me hearing some of the story, I'm just like, you guys need to, like, get your stuff together here. Please, yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh, my goodness.
0: Okay, well, one of these days, we'll definitely, like, we'll go show each other. So, you know, it's like, um, it's yes. hometown. It's home Nordstrom's like yes. managed edition, <laughs> which I think I will, be so, <laughs> which will be so fun. Um, okay, but guys, let's dive into something that's pretty big, it's pretty timely. So, we wanted to kind of share about it in this week's episode, just really gearing up to the big game. And so, you know, I think one thing that's really important, so obviously, on you know, upcoming Sunday is the Super Bowl. So if you're creating any content that is promotional, a campaign, um, or anything along those lines regarding the Super Bowl for your clients, know the do's and don'ts of doing it because mm-hmm. the NFL owns a lot of trademarks and just a lot of things. So I'm going to run through, there's a really great list of kind of the the do's and don'ts. And there's only a few points to each. So I'm going to run through those now. So kind of bookmark maybe this timestamp in the episode if you want to go back to it when you're creating content. So a few don'ts. Don't use the words Super Bowl or Super Sunday. Those are two, two phrases that are trademarked. The NFL also owns the trademark game day, back to football, which maybe I'm not really a football girly. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> so I wouldn't use it. <laughs> so Ryan's probably listening like, Oh, God, I have to explain that now. Um, they, you know, they also own first and goal. I do know that. So I can really say that I know that avoid using specific team names. So I know in the years past, there's been times where maybe clients that I've worked with have been a big fan of the teams that are playing in the big game. Don't use that in content. Don't do a promo around it. Don't try to make a coupon code using that or anything at all. Stay away from those trademark teams. I think it's safe to say the other two things on the don'ts list are stay away from using the NFL logo or the team logo that the two teams logos that are playing. And then finally, this one is one that I did not know don't use a football player's name that one was interesting to me as well but it makes sense that we are saying it out loud so you're probably thinking okay should i even post what can i post at this moment yes you can post there are a couple of things that you can do you can say the big game or big game you can use general football terms um I don't know if Madeline and I know what those are, but I'm sure if you guys Google it, you could probably find those out. Um so, we can't help you there. This is not a uh, sports I'm gonna podcast. I'm
1: going to ask I'm going yeah, to ask Brennan. <laughs> maybe i will make a little graphic where it's like for those of you here are actual like general football terms. Maybe like touchdown, yes. first down. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. but you can't
0: goal though. So I, I don't guess. know it's tricky. So I don't know, we're gonna, we're gonna need to consult. So we yes. have some outside sports consultants that will <laughs> ask for the portion of the episode. Um, But yeah, just good to good to know. Um, For designs, you can of course use, you know, the shape of a football themes, right? So grass, you know, uh, footballs have like unique leather texture that could really work. I'm sure there's a ton of like stock images on like a football stadium and things just, that aren't branded kind of think about it from that standpoint um and the last part which goes into the one thing that was new to me is if you're mentioning a player which we all might have one player in mind for the big game uh you can use his number (laughs) so that's something to consider you know you can say 87 can't say who it is but you can say 87 so just ending it at that
1: (laughs) and i think too that like For our Swifties, like, putting it in girl term, too, where this is why Taylor herself, like, she has so many trademarks. And I think I knew a majority of these from working at Adidas just because, again, where I was in the licensing branch of, like, NCAA and that stuff.
0: But... Mm -hmm
1: how do I want to say this you we've all seen those like Taylor Swift where where it's like karma 87 where it's like if you guys want to think about it like think about it in that term like things you've seen because again they had to and same with like the Taylor's version like even that logo where it's like there may be a star off like you know where it's like not exactly where it's like yeah just do not copy paste do not copy paste that's my biggest that's my biggest recommendation
0: yeah, agree. I think that there's a way that you can really go about it. Um you know, so I know one thing that I've done in the past, you know, kind of leaning into what we shared like stories, right? Stories around the big game are really fun depending on the brand and yeah. if it's relevant. If you're managing a boutique, you know, maybe it's for me, I'm probably going to be in like, um, you know, probably like a sweat set or something. Uh, but you know, you could share, share game day like fits that are the colors. Unfortunately, you know, it's red versus red Taylor's version. I saw that in like a movie
1: new- <laughs> or two so, I love that.
0: Two colors, which... I guess, you know, you could kind of play around with how you could like rephrase that to be able to use that. But, um, you know, you can't say, you know, I know at first they were like, it's going to be red versus purple, that could really kind of play into it. But, you know, there's some ways you can be really generic in terms of kind of the content that is being used. I also think, you know, when in doubt with using content, like, go see like what the NFL is sharing and like reshare that to your story, right? That post is public. Reshare something along those lines and you know, maybe put in a poll or a question sticker or something. It doesn't have to be something super extensive. You can kind of go about it that way too.
1: And speaking of polls, I actually have a question for you, Jessica, and I'm definitely going to put this in our stories next week. So, Obviously, we are, so Jessica already said we are not a sports podcast, nor are we a a sports betting podcast. But if we were, and like, let's say, yeah, we're just going to say that. I'm curious to know what you think the first commercial will be. In the Super Bowl. Because I feel like that's talking to you guys. Like I'm curious to know what you guys think. And I have a few. I have some inklings. Of who I think it will be. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to read these off. To you guys. And then I'm going to tell you. Who I think the first. Commercial will be. And then I think it will be interesting. Come. What is it two Mondays from now. Right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be when so. we, when it like, we'll know. Yes. Okay. So, yes. Here are the contenders Nerds, Oreo, Drumstick, Uber Eats, Booking.com, Hellman's, BMW, Coors Light, Popeyes, Dove.
0: There's so many great brands in that. List and I have to say I'm definitely a marketing nerd because I can probably mm-hmm. picture a lot of previous ads for right.
1: both of these companies. I, this, is, this is where this is where I want Robin's like I, um what is her handle on TikTok? Who we love Robin. Oh well, yeah, Town. Girl, yeah. yes. Like I like I wish I could like seriously. I'm like if I could give her this list because that's what I would put money on if mm-hmm. that were legally allowed. Right. Um. Yeah. But I. I think it's going to be Dove, though. I think it's going to be Dove. Okay. Because, oh, no, side note, I remembered where my mind was going with this. Okay, story time. So, so I am not a football girly, nor a sports girly in general, probably, but Brennan is. Like, he is, like, he loves football. Like, football season is, he loves football season. So, anyway, so... We were talking the other night and he would, I guess we were just talking about sports betting in general. Like it is what it is. We were just talking about things like the first, things that you can bet on the first, the first, who's going to the, score the first touchdown, co- like coin toss, heads or tails. And then we, were, of course, got on the topic of the first slot for that ad space and when I saw Oreo, I was like, "Ooh, ooh, ooh, ooh!" I was like, in 2013, because again, I was I'm a Swifty, I was like, look, seeing all the 13, so I just go into this knowledge. Mm-hmm. I go, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, maybe it's gonna be Oreo because in 2013, the lights went out at the Super Bowl, and they did the whole dunking in the dark campaign. And when I tell mm-hmm. you guys, my husband's face was just like speechless because he's like. How he literally goes? How do you know that the lights went out at the 2013 <laughs> Super Bowl?
0: And I that's was like, because.
1: Well, <laughs> I no, and see, I was like, because that's literally one of my favorite social media ad cam, like campaigns of all time. Because mm-hmm. I was like, it wasn't an ad. I was like, their social media mm-hmm. managers were like literally sought the opportunity, and that's yep. again, that's why we're in award season. This is an Olympic year. Like, there are so many things where it's like. The Grammys are Sunday. Oh, that's another thing. Oh my goodness. Anyways, that we do have to kind of be on like, and this circles back to the whole engagement thing where it's just like, it's like live tweeting, essentially, like you're looking for those opportunities to come and just be on top of your A game. And so yeah. anyways, I don't if it is Oreo, I won't be mad cuz I love Oreos in general like mm-hmm. favorite cookie and also just their mm-hmm. their marketing in general is amazing. But if we were yeah. going with the 13s, I was like, "Hmm, okay, maybe." Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's going to be st- Dove. And the yeah. reason why I think it's going to be Dove is because I was of course looking at all these all the social media accounts for the accounts I just read off to you guys. And Dove stuck out to me because Jason, Kelsey's wife, Kylie, they have, she's pinned. Like there's a post that she's pinned on. And I'm just like, oh, this would be awesome if they sought an opportunity to, you know, market to the girls in sporting and getting girls, um, excited mm-hmm. about playing sports and all of this stuff. So, uh, that's yeah. who I would like. That's who I'd like it to be. I don't know though.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's good. I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring, and I'm gonna go. I'm so I'm actually torn between two. Like I can right. make cases for all of these. I feel like we yes. both could. No, yes, that would be. Yes, that would be. That would be yes. fun. So I'm torn between two. I'm torn between okay. Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. I think they would capitalize on the first ad slot of the big game Mm -hmm. and I think it would do really well for them I'm also torn between BMW um I think a lot of times the ad companies to me are always and I think back to one of them again you know Madeline and I can nerd out over this one of my favorite (laughs) Super Bowl commercials is a Volkswagen ad for the Jetta. And I can't remember specifically what year in the big game this was, but it was a, and I don't know why it sticks out in my head, but I always think of it like every time I see the car, it's Volkswagen. I guess, collabing with Star Wars, which is so random. And there's a great storyline between like a dad and a son in it. And so any ad with a storyline automatically gets me, which I think a lot of Mm. car Mm -hmm. companies, beer companies really do great on. So I'm torn between those two. But I almost wonder, I don't know. I mean, like Elmo's being really vocal lately. Maybe it's Sesame Street. Like (laughs) it's going to be thrown through a loop. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, I think this is such a fun conversation. So I know Madeline and I have been working hard on the podcast and all the things that have changed this year. But we are definitely working on creating a home for the podcast on Instagram. So we'll definitely have this up and running because I feel Mm -hmm. like we have so many things. So we're going to go back on all the things we've shared in previous episodes, too, because I'm biased I think our episodes are awesome and we talk about some pretty cool things but this is one thing that I know I could nerd out in the comments with all of you listening to hear and plus I think it would be kind of fun to do something to see who's gonna like have the winning choice that would be really fun no,
1: i know um, i so i i think we need to i already told brennan i was going to do this i i'm going to i think jess you need to do this as well we need to set up mm-hmm. our phones for our like a blind reaction like where it's like you know where it's like so when like so like have it going for us to literally <laughs> see what was the first ad wait <laughs> that I, would be yeah. so yes okay yeah. we'll do that we'll will that. for sure we'll do that, do that. <laughs> you know the guys like right now that funny tiktok trend where it's like um all these girlfriends and wives where it's like the bingo of the husbands like clapping their hands for their team and they're like Mm -hmm. or like pacing i feel like there needs to be a advertising marketing version of this where we're all like again that Mm -hmm. one ad slot where we're like who was it Mm -hmm.
0: that's
1: yeah oh Oh, yeah
0: okay we need like our own bingo card because i need to know like what's the brand that's gonna Okay. What's gonna be the celebrity crossover in an ad? Because sometimes that throws me off. I'm like, wait, you got who as your spokesperson? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. That okay. So We're. I'm writing I, this also,
1: down.
0: Who's gonna be the advertiser who has the the saddest storyline? There's um, always a sad yep. storyline. I think that's yep. gonna be as well. Um, I also think, especially since we're in an election year and Easter egg, we will definitely do an episode Uh on handling Uh that as a social media manager soon. Madeline and I are already planning that out. But who is going to take a political stance? Because I have seen that done in in the big game before. And sometimes it's so small, right? Like it's on an issue, like one particular issue over another. Um, I think that's going to be like a really big thing. Um and okay, so I'm just gonna keep going because they just keep popping in my. I'm writing them down. I'm writing them down. There's going to be an ad who's going to leverage user generated content. You know they're going to pull directly from UGC. So who that advertiser is, that's going to be huge. Also, did you send this to me, Madeline, in TikTok DMs, or maybe we're just like seeing it both? But Girl Boss Town has been posting oh, the
1: one at with- one out a day. Yes. Yes. Oh my. Okay. Her one about hey, the that T-Mobile. That like, or- that's our middle. That's our bingo. <laughs> yes, Like, oh my gosh. Like the one you guys, I have to geek out this with you right now though. She, her one about, I think it was for, it wasn't the razor, but it was like, uh, the Kickstarter oh my gosh and it was like kardashian but she incorporated north and just like her mind we -hmm. love you robin like your mind is beautiful like beautiful (laughs) i like i'm just like get get. and she's giving this away for free and i'm like who somebody like give her your money give Mm -hmm. her your money now
0: Okay, that is my center. I don't know. Is there a name for that? My center bingo. I know sometimes that's the free spot, but like, no, I'm calling it the big one. That's the big, like, bingo. Robin's prediction, uh huh. Yes, okay. Robin's predictions, and she better get that bag for all of the gold that she gives because she is always sharing so much. But okay, this is so fun. Okay, so we'll definitely get this up because this is something I think you and I could create and would be fun to kind of. like how that comes to fruition and go from there. But I know we talked about so many things today. So if you guys have any thoughts, any questions, um, any predictions, you know, any, of course, also to any um, guidance you guys are looking for around marketing for the big game, definitely be sure to check the thread, the weekly thread every Monday inside of hashtag Manage collective our free Facebook community on Facebook and we will kind of have a discussion with all of you about that. But yeah, if you made it this far into the episode, thank you for listening thank to you. us. We are definitely you. podcast besties now that you've listened all the way this far. We love that for not only our stats, but also for, you know, just being able to deliver such an awesome show. So Yeah, that has been it's been so good. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Madeline, for chatting with me today. And yeah, we'll be back in your AirPods next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't already, hit that follow button. And if you really love us, be sure to subscribe wherever you are listening from.
1: And if you want to be one of our online besties, you can shoot us a DM over at hashtag managed on Instagram and let us know what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. Or, you know, you could also share all your deepest, darkest secrets. Kidding but we mean it when we say you can shoot us a DM. We love building real, authentic relationships with you.